Welcome to another episode of A Woman's Worth with Rashanda. A woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Welcome to another episode of A Woman's Worth. Today we have Ms. Teresa Ziegler with us. She's going to talk to us about the topic HIV positive women and particularly their struggles and supports that they're needing to get them through the journey. So welcome, Teresa. Hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> My name is Teresa Ziegler. We're glad. Go ahead, Teresa. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just making an introduction, letting everybody know, you know, my name. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're glad you're here to talk about such an important topic uh, because um, I know you worked uh, with HIV positive women in your um, career. So tell us, tell listeners about you as a therapist and your background in working with HIV um, positive women. Okay, so I've worked at medical advocacy outreach. Um, and I worked when I was an intern, starting off there. There I did support groups and I was a community health worker and uh, intern counseling training. There, um, I seen various women um, that were HIV positive um, on a, well, it was like a check-in. So three to four times out of a week, I would check in to make sure, you know, everything was going good with them. Um, we ran support groups. They were, we ran them on kind of like a series. It would be like fall, summer, and different series like that. They ran for 12 weeks. It was one hour, um, one hour a week. Well, we would talk about different um, things that women, you know, had going on, especially health-wise. Um, I learned a lot. Um, the different struggles that women go through. Um, it was a lot of women who struggle with stigma. Stigma was one of the biggest mm-hmm. struggles um, going through. But it was stigma. It was um, another one was um, skills, lacking skills. Um, you know, just not being able to have the right skills when they um, found out that they were positive. They just got a positive diagnosis, you know, not really knowing where to go. So at, at, at Medical Advocacy Outreach, that's where we came in. We came in, we had um, peer mentorship there, we had counseling, behavior counseling, and different things. But the stigma was so bad that people wouldn't reach out for the help. Um, they were so scared that someone would see them or someone would know them that it was just like you'd almost have to walk them through everybody that was going to be there um, you know going in because for instance mm-hmm. like if we would have a um, we had a support group meeting and it was virtual because COVID was really big right would have the meetings and you could come on the meetings. One requirement was that you would have to have your camera on, on the meeting. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because the reason we did that was because it's like, you never know who you're talking to if your camera's not on. You know, and yeah, you don't know who's in the room with them. 
Right. And I'm saying, you know, I, why? Because I can imagine when you said people didn't want to put a, had a their camera on, you had, that was a requirement to put, have the camera on. Mm-hmm. So we will, to... But we will let them come in. We will let them come in just to see, because we wanted them to feel safe. Um, right. You know. Keep feeling safe. Yeah. Wait, I just kind of zoomed in on that word when you said that feeling safe, because when you talked about stigma, and um, as being one of the main issues, the struggles that women dealt with. And just today, I got an email from someone who was telling me that a woman died from from AIDS because she was too ashamed to go to the clinic and get the treatment. And that just came to me today. And so that's still current, you know, going on. Um, and what are we going to do? And that's the purpose of this show, Ms. Ziegler. Mm-hmm. To talk about that and get women, get, get the education out there. How do we soften that stigma, reduce that stigma so people can, won't feel so ashamed in that struggle of um, that stigma that they can seek the care that they need to continue to live and live a healthy life? Yeah, they got to get the education out there. That's number one. Educating yourself on what's going on because um, HIV and AIDS is not the 1980s disease anymore. It's the 2000s where they're almost coming up with something that you can take a shot and not have to take pills. I mean, it's gone from thousands of pills to one pill. You know, they're making new discoveries in it every day. So just understanding what it is understanding how you catch it and understanding how people feel, having empathy and sympathy because sometimes people don't have regards for other people's feelings. I had one girl and she still calls me to this day. Mm -hmm. She wants me to go to the clinic and be her eyes to see if anybody's new there. Wow. And that's just, it's really... You know, and I feel for her because, you know, she's married and, you know, her her spouse knows about it, but she's been hurt by it so much that she's scared to go get treatment. And the last time she says she went up there, and this is this is something really big. This girl says she hadn't had treatment in about four years. Wow, that is huge. That is huge. That's huge to her health. Yeah, because we know from working in HIV, and when you when a, the treatment adherence treatment is so key and important to the well being, their well being and their um, health. And so, if you don't adhere, if people don't adhere to the treatment, that could cause some issues in there. You know, because sometimes you become. Uh, Resistant. What's the what's the word we use? Yeah, resistant to one medicine, one class. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, that is interesting. And so that lets us know how this just this just confirms the purpose of this show, which is sponsored by Alabama Department of Public Health, the HIV/AIDS Division, is to continue to promote education and awareness among issues and. You know, and barriers that prevent people from getting in care, and also to educate about um, HIV and, like you said, the new developments that have been created, so that people can live healthy, just as somebody with diabetes or cancer. And so, go ahead, Teresa. Go ahead, Ms. Sigma. That's right. And, and and what the other thing I was gonna say about the young lady was that she, four years, she hadn't had treatment. She ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. 
playing into her life. Right. And she was able to, while I was working there, I was able to talk to her and tell her how vital and important it was to take her medicine. And she told me she understood it, but she said it was somebody there at the clinic. They didn't work there anymore. They told her auntie. Somebody did. Yeah, they told her auntie her status, and that's why she said she hadn't been to the clinic in the in four years. Oh my goodness! And you know, HIV. I like to say share this because in this field, we have to maintain confidentiality because that's the number one um, protocol. You know that we have to maintain. Because we understand once somebody gets into, that's a huge step for them getting into care. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure to give them that assurance and like the word you use, them so they may, may feel safe that they're able to come there and this is a safe place for them to come and get their treatment and don't have to worry about those issues. And so we still have to do, a, you know, work in terms of from what you're saying, the confidentiality. Because that could number one could get someone fired off right really, really quickly. And so we have to do a better job at, you know, as as professionals and understanding that that um that is so important and, and, and making under under people people understand that when they come to the clinic, there are professional staff there that don't do that. And so it's I'm sorry to hear that that person had to deal with that. And I'm sure that was dealt with um, in terms of, you know, someone going out and disclosing her status um, mm -hmm. to someone else. And that caused her not to even want to continue to seek treatment. So as a therapist, what, what, what were your, what, what did you tell her about that? Well, I told her, you know, it's going to be up to her for right. her to, to, you know, because number one, we are responsible for our own health. Okay. And I understand that stigma is out there, but you got to weigh heavier on do you want to be sick or are you going to do something to fight against stigma? I know it's everybody's time when they want to disclose, and you know, that is a really important matter. Right. But, you know, I was just really validating her feelings and just, you know, telling her, like, the consequences really of not, and we understand. I told her, you know, what she should have done Instead of, okay. staying out of staying out of care, was report that person. Absolutely. Because, see, that would have saved her. And, I mean, she stayed in the hospital a long time. So tell me, what's a long time for our listeners? Like 30 days. Wow. Wow, it is a long time. And that's just get, trying to get her viral load back up. Um, you know, trying to... to Make sure her immune system is healthy. Seeing if she's resistant to any medicine. See if she's, um, see if she's uh, got any other viruses. Because she's, if her immune system is down, she can get other viruses. Correct, correct. That's correct. And uh, we talk about viral over our, our listeners. You know, and the virus. You know. When someone becomes HIV positive, when they, you know, if they're not in treatment and the, the virus is just making copies and it may make a lot of copies, millions of copies, and that makes your your virus have a lot of virus. Yes. So when a person gets in treatment, the goal of treatment is to increase that load, that number of copies of virus in their body. 
so that they could um, get under the goal is still undetectable. Right. We used to have this thing was saying like this is how we used to explain it. And it and it's not a joke, but it's to help people understand it better. It's right. like when you go to war, you know you prepare your soldiers for war and your right. soldiers are ready. But if you give your soldiers some alcohol and stuff, your soldiers are gonna be laying down on the job and you're gonna get defeated. That's the same way as HIV. Okay. The, the 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 medicine is your defense system. Mm-hmm. It keeps it keeps your body up. It keeps your bio low low, and it keeps the virus from getting into your body. But right. if you don't take the medicine, you're successful to so. let all kind of things in. See, it won't bother you for a while, but as soon as you get a cold. Or as soon as you cut your 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 finger or something like that, that's when it hauls in on your immune system. Correct. Correct. Thank you for sharing that with our listeners because that's the you know we talk about these terms and like we we know what it is because yeah. we work yeah. in it. But they were like, "What is that? What is viral load?" So that's the you know again we're educating our community. And if someone's listening, um, you know that um, that maybe HIV positive and not seeking care and have dropped out of care, you know, they would understand what what's going on. If what happens if you don't if you don't get treatment, if you get into treatment, you stop treatment, how that affects the, you know, the um you, your body creates builds resistance um to the medication. And so that this so one of the biggest issues for what you've seen in your work is working with HIV positive women, providing support groups for them and helping them to navigate um, through, through treatment um, has been the stigma. That's been the biggest issue. The stigma is one of one of the biggest issues because people, you know, would, would actually say and I would hear it and I'd be like, People would say, you know, I, I you know, I don't want to catch it or stuff like that. Not, not even knowing what they're saying and not knowing that they are more dangerous to the person that's carrying the virus. You know, mm-hmm. if it's not blood contact, then no, you can't. Right. Yeah. And and that's again education. The fluids that you could, that would be another sh- talk about the fluids. Mm-hmm you know, what fluids that the virus is in and the ones that are more powerful in, which is the blood and the semen. And it's in the breast milk and it's in a woman's vaginal fluids. That's right. So, and so, you know, and so people need to, you know, our audience, that's something that we can inform them on aware that those are the fluids that it's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and blood being the most, and, and the semen the most powerful that is, if it is in there, the it's going to be is more powerful than those those two fluids. So um, when we talk about um, other struggles that you and you talked about the skills. Oh yeah. Talk about let's talk to our listener about the skills. Economically, it's like when you get when when you're diagnosed HIV positive. You know. Like I say, some people don't take the, the diagnosis well. You know, if they go get treatment and start on medicines, then you got to think about, I'm taking these medicines and how is it going to affect me when I'm going to work? Because some women do have side effects. You know, it, it takes more than one time to get the medicine right. I've had, you know, communicating backwards and forward with doctors when women have been 
given this medicine, but this medicine makes their stomach hurt. This medicine, may- I had this one client and I was really worried about her. She had a really deep, she had a really good job. Like mm-hmm. she worked for um, like a, a, a somebody that's, you know, I can't disclose where, but she had a really good job. I'm saying like okay. making $60,000. Okay. So she got HIV positive and <clears throat> her appetite decreased, um, which allowed her to be weak. She had side effects from the medicine mm. and she couldn't work that job. You know, she had to go on a leave of absence when her leave of absence was up. You know, she was just caught in a rock in a hard place. She didn't have any skills, you know, as far as high school, you mm-hmm. know. And you're going to have to have some skills or you're going to have to do some type of manual labor. Okay. Yeah, so that's when I say skills. That's what I mean about, you know, if you're working that job and you're diagnosed, some people are lucky. Some people don't have that problem. You know, they can just take the one pill, no side effects or nothing. nothing. But most of the women that I talk to, it has always been either the medicine has made them sick or taking the medicine and, and trying to work was a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we started doing in the support group was we, we just started recognizing the women who wanted to do more. If they couldn't work, you know, just started thinking about them. Hey, if you didn't have that GED or anything, we had a program where we went through Heritage and they were sponsoring GED training. Um, Just Health Service was another one that we were sending people to to, you know, get some kind of certificate because you got to think about that's something to think about when you're diagnosed. You know, my life is going to change. A lot of things are going to change. I'm going to have to make time for this medicine. You know, how is my body going to going to deal with this medicine on a day to day basis? So all those things you have to take into consideration. So that was one thing we came up. We um, just got different people, even the ones who had their high school diploma, we were referring them out to getting, it's a, it's a grant, a W-A-O-I, or is it W-I-O-A grant? Mm-hmm. They pay for careers that's in demand, like okay. trade school careers, you know, nursing assistant, stuff like that, or LPN, they pay for those kind okay. of uh, trainings. And, you know, we, we just thought about just getting them some more skills because if you get to the point where, you know, medicine has changed your life and, you know, you can no longer do it, then we got to redo the skill because it's so hard to get on disability. You have to be deemed incapable of working and you're not incapable of working if you're, the medicine is making you sick. That doesn't say you're incapable of working. That just okay. says you're capable of working that job. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad you clarified that because disability could be hard for some people to get some HIV positive women to get. Mm-hmm. It, it could be hard. So, and that's why you would push them going to edu- get more education. Mm-hmm. to learn more skills, to get more knowledge and be able to still still live healthy and have a career um, and not just sit at home and say, oh, my life is over. No, but you still can live and you still can go out and have a career. And, uh, and there are options and there are 
funding resources for that. You know, if you have, if you don't have a high school diploma, you can get a GED. If you have a high school diploma, then you can go into a community college or university and uh, get further education so that you will be have the necessary skills in education to get these access these careers that are out here in society. And those are some of the things you did with some of the women. Sure. And, 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 and I can say that same, I did the same thing in my work here um, where we had particularly one woman, she did not have, I think she had her, she just got a GED. She wanted to do more. She was HIV positive. She had lost a child to HIV. Hmm. And um, a child was born with it. And um, so she she wanted to do better with her life. And so she went, we was able to connect her to get, um, get into the community college. And so she finished community college and then she went on and she um, applied and got accepted into a university here. And so she went on and got her degree. And so she went on to work and she liked it, that new life. And so, and she said to me, what, because we would go to the graduation, to the graduation, and she said, we believed in her. Mm. And, you know, we believed in her and we were guiding her, directing her. Okay, this is what you do. You know, the huddles, you know, the struggles. Okay, you know, since we've been through that process, we know we've been through college, we graduate, we know, okay, this is what you do to get through this. And, and she just needed that support. And I guess that leads us into the support part of it. The support to help the women get through to better themselves. Just because she was HIV positive wasn't the end of her life. Mm-hmm. And she could change her life. And she was a pre- previous drug user. So she did change her life. And she did do better. And so that can happen with the, with the again, to your going into the part about the supports that's needed to help women to um, not let it be oh, just it's over with. She continued to take her meds. She lit, and she also went into the community, started sharing her story, and was able to connect with other women and you know, and that also have been drug users. And so that's just those are things that with the with the with the support that women could do. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's what they call the peer support. Mm-hmm. Has it? Who's actually mentoring and going in the community, trying to help other people so that them know, hey, your life is not over. You can do something else. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And she is just to see her how she just because I remember she one time she didn't have a car. She she just she was driving and riding the bus, and she got a car. Then she kept, you know, she, she kept going till she, you know. And she finished school and she went on, she finished the community college. And when she finished that, she got her a new car. <laughs> and so how she, you know, she, and, that's, and she went on to, you know, cause she had to have transportation to school. Yeah. And so how she, you know, she did those things and she um, was able to better her life. And it was just, a, it was wonderful for me to witness that in my other colleague and we witnessed that and we, we had that open door she felt very again that goes back to the word that you used at the beginning of the, of the program the show safe she felt safe to share anything with us we did we did not judgmental toward her it's okay that's we understand don't let that hinder you you know she give anything she could share and she could feel safe she was safe with us we didn't she didn't feel ju- we judged her 
based on her history, you know, of being a drug user, none of that. And so, and was able to support her in ways that, in multiple ways, and even was like, if she need to go somewhere, she need to dress up, okay, we'll connect, we'll find her resources, you know, clothing, that nice clothing, you know, and, and that, those supports to help her that she just, it was, it just was a great thing to witness that. And so, again, this is a show, community awareness. And so this is what we need from our community to, again, not make the women feel shame or something of like it's bad or shameful, but it happened. We're still here for you. This is what we can do to support you. Yes. And this is, go ahead, Miss. Go ahead, Miss Equal. It's got to be some uplifting. It's got to be right. like the 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 um thing they say straighten the woman's crown. Help right. Let them know it's okay because they didn't ask for the disease. It's something that happened to them. It's something that happened. They never said, "Hey, I wanted HIV." It happened, and they have to deal with it, and they're dealing with it in real life. And that's why I said people have empathy. Just putting yourself in their shoes and just seeing how they walk. And then how they have to walk on the day-to-day with medicines and doctor's right. appointments and different things like that. They need to get educated on that, too, because that'll say, oh, man, she do all of this, you know, and that, that'll make them feel for Instead of talking about her, show her ways to help. Show her some things Absolutely. to help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and this is the day I want to see, that when women get a... Women can we want, let me get this out. Let me say this. Let me make sure I'm, let me off and how I say this. <laughs> we could get to the day where a woman could share her HIV status with somebody and they're going to open, give her a hug. It's going to be okay. Okay. Are you getting your treatment? Okay. This is where you could go. Montgomery, you got medical advocacy outreach. Okay. That you're supporting her in that and making sure that it, that she feels safe and it's okay. It's not bad. You know, you can do. You know, it's it's okay. We still want you to live a life and live healthily, and this is how you can do this. And so, like we had a show on um, earlier this month, um, or last month, it was National uh, Faith HIV Awareness Day. And we talked about the goal of that was to engage the church. So if the woman is actually in the church, there's supports in the church that can give her her the same thing and she's getting that support from everywhere and that's going to empower her and like you said uplift her motivate her to get into care and to stay in the care mm-hmm. and not to the point where oh my gosh what you did wrong what you did you know being able to move to that day and that's the purpose of the work you and I do and the purpose of this show that we can educate our community and um, that people understand what people deal with that get an HIV positive uh, test result and some of the struggles they face and also the supports that they need. And um, there are organizations out here, like you said, MAO that you work for, that people like yourself there and some of the other guests that we've had on uh, that are there to um, there to support them. And in their clinic, that provides treatment as well. So there are people with that same kind of supportive spirit and loving, you know, and that are empathetic to their um, to what they're dealing with it with the with the positive test result. Yeah, yep, that's true. Thank you. 
All right, Ms. Ziegler, this has been such an interesting show. And I want to, by you being a therapist, there's a lot of more things I wanted to get into, but for the sake of time, I want to ask you on air, would you be willing to come back and talk more to our listeners about other, you know, things that, you know, that we didn't get a little bit more deep into, like issues like self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, you know, self-respect, um, things, you know, secure, you know, feeling safe and secure, um, you know, wanting to get deeper into that. Would you mind coming? Do you? Would you mind coming back on the show and talk about those things because you are a therapist? Absolutely. I would love to come back and talk about those things because there's one thing that I know it's woman power and it's uplifting women, self-esteem, motivation. Those are the things that help us. So, yes, I would love to come back. Yeah. And the things that keep women stuck, you know, talk about what would keep a woman stuck from, like you said, like you said, told the young lady that she's just stopped wanting to treat because of what somebody else said or did. Mm-hmm. But how do you get someone to move past that? And what would what would you say to that situation? Um, to another woman, if that happens, what would you say to her? You know, um, you know, what what can that woman say to herself? Then what would she say to herself if somebody said, okay, she's told her diagnosis that she was positive and what could she have said to her? What would be the most healthiest thing? I guess that's the term is your therapist. <laughs> well, healthy, healthiest thing to tell herself. And those are things I want to talk about as we move into our next show. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, go ahead, Ms. Ziegler. Oh, I was just saying, yep, I'll be glad to come back. <laughs> okay. And before we conclude for today, is there anything you would like to share with our listeners um, before we conclude? Before we end, I I just want to say, keep God first, keep loving people, and stop stigma. All right, I hear it. There you you heard it, listeners. You heard it. Keep God first. Love, you said love, love love people, and stop stop stigma. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you so much, Miss Ziegler, for um, joining the show. So remember, listeners. A woman's worth is being a form. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Thank you and have a phenomenal day. Freedom.